I solemnly swear that I will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Yeah, hi everyone. Ron here from The Truth About Addiction. Today we've got Alex. Alex, mate of mine's son, and uh, I've known Alex basically... I was laughing to his old man yesterday. I said, I've known him. I said, I've wiped his ass. He said, literally, you have. I said, yeah, literally, you know. So I've known him since he was born. And, um, yeah, mate, pleasure to have you on The Truth About Addiction, mate. What's the Alex story? Thanks, mate. Um, so, yeah, I, I was born in um, Liverpool Hospital. Um, I grew up and went to, like, you know, a few different schools around there. I grew up in that, you know, my, my father in that, he had a, you know, a raging heroin habit. Um, you know, that he was, he was suffering, you know, throughout that, um, and, you know, kind of grew up in a, you know, in a rough home, um, was, was very dysfunctional. Um, but, you know, I, I know, I knew at the end of the day, my mom and dad and I, they, they, they really did care for me. And I was a bit of a, a handful in that to, to kind of, uh, look after in that growing up, um. I'd love to run amok, you know, and, and hurt people at, you know, other people's expenses and stuff like that, you know, and, and really get off on it. Um, slowly growing up and stuff, I was always back and forth from my mums and dads and because uh, I was just running, running really hectic and um, ended up picking up my first, um, first drug in that, you know, I started smoking bongs and stuff like that. But, you know, by the age of 11, hanging out with, you know, people after school and getting amongst that crowd, you know, and um yeah, it, it it unfolded really quickly. My dad got out of jail when I was about five five years old. Um, but once he kind of got out, and just the stuff that obviously like I was around growing up, I looked at it as, as a normal thing. I remember always having people come up to me at school, you know, going "fuck," like "is your dad so and so?" And I'm like "fuck yeah," like "what's the issue?" You know, and they're like "mate," like you know, that's 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 not fucking normal. Like that shit's pretty hectic. What's going on? I knew it was always very different to the way that a lot of other people live their lives. Those were my surroundings and stuff like that. I, I grew up being told, you know, not to show emotion and any sign of emotion. You know, it's a sign of weakness. And um, so I I I turned a lot of it into you know, anger and sort of stuff would come out sideways for me and started gaining, gaining a real bad temper and very violent and that at a young age. And um, I started getting into the drugs and stuff like that. That was uh, year, early year seven. It took off really quickly. But once I, I had a taste of it, I was able to cope cope a lot more. Feel something inside that I had never really felt before um, and, and kind of feel that void that I was feeling. It was very, very hard to kind of, to gain a bond, bond with my mom. I found more of a, uh, a connection with my father pretty much be, you know being the spit out of his mouth and i found a yeah like a, a real attraction to the like you know a lot of the money side of things if they were legitimate or not but mainly the illegitimate side and um you know just how quick that, that it can happen you know i ended up picking up my first pipe like ice and stuff like that by late 14 i was always going to raves and the more that i got stuck into it the more isolated i'd become because it just it just took over my life, you know. It just took it fucking everything, you know. I, I was I wasn't able to go out in the public anymore unless I had something, and, and obviously the paranoia and stuff like that set in, and you know, constantly fucking in and out of institutions, or like moving around the place and that always on the run from the cops. And um, by sixteen, I, I seriously knew I had a fucking problem. I was doing anything and everything to get it, you know. Um, by that, you know, I was like I was sticking up pubs and um, I was stealing cars and and 
offloading them and doing all sorts of shit, you know, just to just to get a fucking hit, you know. I was constantly in and out of NA. My dad got his, got his act together and he was always taking me through, uh, you know, NAs and stuff like that growing up. And it was kind of good um, to, to have that around me because, you know, whenever things would get a bit too hectic and that, you know, and I'd pull up and my old man would grab me and say, listen, mate, like, you need to get to a fucking meeting. I'd get three months up or something, you know, and I think it was all right to have a fucking, uh, like, a celebration and that. I could never get the hang of it every time. Time I, I, you know, I, I went back into it. You know, I thought, no, nah, you know what? This time I'm going to use this many times a week, and you know, every every few days, and, and I'm not going to use it before I go do this. And then the minute that it touched my lips, you know, the minute I got a taste of it, you know, that was it. It was like fucking all that shit just went out the window, and it was just like bring it on, you know. You know, my mental health and stuff like that started deteriorating real quick. I didn't really care. Something that was on my wish list and that was growing up, you know, was like something that I really wanted to do and that was to go to jail. It's like, this is the life, you know, like, fuck it. I didn't give a fuck if I'm going to jail. And I ended up going to jail and um, it's not a nice place. But I guess like when, like once you're in that, you're in that. It, it, it took everything, you know. I ended up getting off it for a bit and was able to... um. I was, I was, I replaced it for, for pot, you know, and I was smoking that. And, um, at the time I, I started writing a, a lot of raps and, um, I found that that wasn't like a big outlet for me, um, was to talk about some of the stuff that, you know, I couldn't explain or, um, that I just, I can't really speak to people about. I'd get a lot of weight off my shoulders by doing that. And I ended up, you know, I, I pulled up a bit and I was still smoking pot. I ended up having three, three beautiful children and, um, I got married and everything was going good, you know, like I thought it was anyway, you know, and uh, I had a job, I was holding it down and, um, you know, I got away from selling drugs and stuff like that because I really wanted to do everything legitimate. Then it was that one day that um, I, I thought that I'd like I'd dabble back in, into the ice again and that was it, you know, it was like fucking, I remember fighting so hard to try and get myself off of it again. Like the power was too strong, like, you know, reeling me back in and, and then it just kept happening again and again. It was more and more each time. And then before you know it, I was just too far into it. And, um, you know, I, I lost everything. I lost my kids and, you know, I, I just fucking, you know, it, I was just broken, you know. And once all that happened, I just didn't care anymore. I was really pushing myself to fucking to die or, or, or something. I just got straight back into it, selling everything. The crime and everything and that just took off. And, um you know, when went back to jail and it was a big wake up call for me. Again, you know, I was able to to get out and um I went to a rehab for seven months and I like I recently just completed that. I wouldn't have ever thought that I would have sat through a rehab for more than fucking three weeks, you know, and uh, just giving it that many that many goes and um I just couldn't get it right. At the rehab they had a certain things and that to, to really um take into my day to day life. I, you know, certain coping like strategies and stuff like that to get through and you know i mean it, it's very different in that you know being in there because it's like you forget all of the stresses and everything that's like outside life has to offer you know and i completed completed the program there working five days a week um been doing landscaping and you know i'm training every day at the gym it's it's just it's such a baffling, baffling drug, you know. And it'll work any way in just to, to trap you, you know. And um, But, yeah, I'm doing a lot more meetings now and stuff like that, you know. I know when I'm not running rough and it's all right to actually talk. I've got a lot of support around me now, you know, my family. I, like, I, I burn a lot of bridges and stuff like that throughout my addiction, you know, and I push a lot of people away. I didn't like the fact that 
you know, I, I couldn't live with myself. I couldn't be stuck in my head. You know, I I, I had to, you know, keep constantly find a way out and numb it and numb it, you know. And, um, but yeah, I pushed a lot of people out of my life. And, you know, now I've got a lot of people back in my life again, you know. And um, they're people that are willing to back me to, to the ends of the earth. Because they they know now that like you know I'm 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 fucking clean and um you know I, I want the best for myself. It's, it's really good, you know. The people that I do have around me now, like my mate, one of my mates, you know, I, I can play. I finished the program with him, and um, you know, it's our it's our one year on on the weekend, you know, and we're we're going away to um a men's retreat and that for an a an a program for our one year. It just feels so surreal, you know, like being able to have a year up, you know, but like. At, at the same time you know just to um being grateful for the things i've got rather than the things i haven't got being really content with myself and you know just being a it's all, it's all right to not be all right sometimes I've had a few ups and downs and stuff like that you know i'm still going through a, a court drug court program at the moment so that's kind of keeping me in line at the same time you know i've got to do a few urines a week and um I guess it's another motive, but at the end of the day, and that if it wasn't for the like, you know, for this, you know, I, I wouldn't know where I'd be. You know, I think I was just so sick and tired and, and being over it. You know, I needed to fucking, I really need to get my shit together. You know, sick of the paranoia. It ruined me, like completely ruined me. You know, and um, but yeah, now like you know, I, I made my first uh, soundtrack uh, last week, and um. Yeah, it's actually um, it's been good to to have an outlet, you know, like that. Same same as training, just being able to to talk about me, you know. And I'm actually like at a at a really good point in my life. Like I couldn't imagine the stresses and stuff like that to deal with when I was fucking using. If I had them today, you know, these days are heaps better than any probably in my best days and that and using. It's really messed up, you know. But like I re I really loved you know using like. It was good, you know. It was there when you know a lot of people weren't, and um, and it come hand in hand with the crimes that I was doing, you know. I'm just grateful today that I, you know, I'm not in some little fucking seedy ass um trap house, and you know, um, on the run and paranoid, can't trust anything or anyone, you know. But it's been a long way to get here. Obviously, there's a big journey ahead still. Um, that's why I take it day by day at the moment, you know. Um. I try not to over, overwhelm myself with a lot of stuff because that's the stuff that's made me come undone in the past. I have too much on my plate and then I fucking just go, nah, that's it. You know, I'm going to use and then I'm going to deal with all of this, you know, and then it just, it's, I'm back at back at square one again. But um, So are you still doing any boxing? Nah, not, not anymore. Like I no. still shadow box and stuff like that just to keep on point. But I have been thinking of getting back into it. But yeah, it's got a, got a lot that like, you know, I'm, trying to get through at the moment so yeah no i was just curious yeah. i'm teaching me eight-year-old boy at the moment to box oh yeah yeah you know i love boxing that's my sport you know yeah you said something about you love the drugs that's normal when people say oh i hated the dope fuck off i loved it yeah I hated the piece of shit i became when i was on it and i hated yeah. the one that made me selfish prick but i love not having responsibility i love being out of control the trouble with us People like us that use the way we use is it gets to a point where we don't care if we live or die. And that's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous for us, but it's also dangerous for other people. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because, you know, when I was using, mate, you know, to knock me, you would do me a favour. 
Yeah. I remember the coppers put a gun at my head and said to me, what are we going to do if you knock me and put me out of my misery? Yeah. And they, you know, I wasn't tough. I just meant it. I really meant it. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? Yeah. 100%. That was when I just got recaptured from an escape on amphetamines, you know what I mean? We didn't have what you call yeah. today. We had different drug those days and we're still same shit, still pure amphetamines, still made you yeah. get psychosis, still made you hear voices and see shadows. The last thing people like us need is to be paranoid because I was already a career criminal, so I was already paranoid anyway. Yeah. I was already hurting people, so I was already paranoid anyway. Then I take a drug that fucking multiplies my paranoia. There's no sense in that. Nah. You know, there's no sense in that at all, you know. Why would we want to highlight our madness? That's why I like the smack, you know. I mean, I like the smack because it just, boom, brought me down. I still still got any list to get it. I mean, I didn't give a fuck who I robbed. Yeah. As you know, I've known you since you were a little boy, um, since you were born, actually. And um, there was times where... You know, you was always a funny little fucker. You always treat you that, but it got to a point where your dad would go to me, mate, I don't know if he's going to make it. You know, I don't know. And he's, you know, he'd ring me up and he'd say, mate, I don't know what to do about Alex. One thing about your old man, he's one of the most loyal fucking blokes you'll ever meet. If you're his mate, yeah. you're his fucking mate. Yeah. That's that's just the end of the story, you know? 100%. With him and I, we've, we've got a friendship that goes back over 40 years. You know, and, um, you know, there's a loyalty that just fucking... He rang me up now and said, mate, I'm fucked. I'd say come to my joint. Yeah. I come, come here. I don't know if I rang him up tomorrow and said, I'm fucked. He'd say, jump on a plane, come here. Yeah. Like, he says it to me all the time, when are you coming over? When are you coming over? You know? He forgives you. Know, I've got a family and business and everything else. But we'll be over there soon to see him. Um, so you're rapping. I, I, the, the old man, you know the old man sent me the music, don't you? Did he? Yeah, you know, he's out as punch. Listen to these, mate. Listen to these. They sent them to me the other week. As soon as you, as soon as you um, produced them, like an old bastard. Yeah, straight away he sent them to me. I was listening. They're good, mate. They're good. I, see, I like rap music. I like stuff that I can understand. I like stuff that's positive. Yeah. I find, and I might be wrong, this is a way for you to express yourself and to get the shit out of you, you know? Yeah, 100% it is. That people go and check Alex out, mate. What, where, where do they find your music, mate? Um. At the moment, I'm just waiting for it to drop on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Yep. And you'll see it up, uh, up, up on YouTube probably in the next week or so. So, What's it under? So it'll be under L-E-K-S for Lex. Yeah. Um, and it'll, the first track's called Take One. I've got two songs here, I think. Yeah, th- there's another one. I'm just waiting to see how, how that one kind of goes. I like it, mate. It's good. Look, there's a lot of people... In the world today, this is serious. There's a bloke called Dax. You heard of Dax? No. You got to check him out, man. Yep. Fucking unbelievable. He's in recovery in Canada. Yeah, okay. There's another bloke called Tom McDonald, another rapper in Canada. Mad Child, another rapper in Canada, all in recovery. They've got this big movement yep. going on at the moment with fucking guys in recovery um, smashing really good fucking rap music. But is this a way of carrying a message as well? You can get out and help other people by, by through through your music and you can, you know, get on with your own shit, brother, you know, deal with yeah, your exactly. own You know, I'm a big believer that we have to talk about shit. We have to express ourselves. They're pretty cool. They're very they're very recovery motivated, you know what I mean? So they're, they're pumping out yeah. stuff about the system, about, you know, 
the pills and the doctors, you know, the doctors are creating the drug addicts these days and there's so much ahead for you, Alex, you know that, you know. You've only got to go up one thing to get everything. Yeah. You've only got to pick yeah. up one thing to lose everything. That's it. it means you're going all right. You're on the right path. Pump your music. Take care of your fucking mental health. Train. Take care of your physical health. Spiritual health. Take care of other, help other people. Go to meetings. Yeah. Steps. Get a sponsor. Just, <clears throat> just a simple shit, man. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, we go to a lot of meetings. You know, like after a while, you don't have to do as many. You know, it's like everything, mate. If you want to get good at something? Fucking train. Hundred percent. When I wanted to fight, I trained every fucking day. I hate having a day off. Yeah, yeah. When when I got clean, mate, I went to a meeting every day. Yeah. In the beginning, I was scared if I didn't go to a meeting, I'd go crazy, which was pretty fucking true. But what happened for me was, mate, I got a crew together. You know, I got mates that stuck with me. You know, it's like there's a bunch of guys that we all got clean around the same time. Your dad did just a little before your dad. And then um, Dad came in, you know, so he fitted right in because we all knew each other from the nick and that. So yeah. we, we were all stuck staunch together, you know. A lot of old bastards, you know, that now 30, 40 years clean. And it doesn't matter how long you've been clean. See, even though Dad relapsed many years ago, who, I, it doesn't that doesn't even register to me. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you have a relapse, even with you, when you relapsed last time, you didn't have a lobotomy. You already had this information. Now you just learnt that, well, fucking using doesn't work. I can't have one. Yeah. yeah. All, all, all the relapse ever taught me was, well, fuck, that didn't work. Yeah, you know, my thinking's not real good. When I, I always say, I can't use a drug and have a good life. Yeah. I never say I can't use a drug. Of course I can use a fucking drug. I go and rob some car up the street and get on any day. You know what I mean? Like, I can always yeah. get on. And I don't need money to get on. But once I pick up a drug, all bets are off. I'm fucked. Yeah. Gone. All bets yeah. are off, mate. It's like throwing petrol on a fucking fire until it burns out and I've, I've robbed every cunt and I can't get on anymore and I'm emotionally and spiritually bankrupt. Then I go like, oh, no, again. Fuck. Yeah. I never, ever detoxed anywhere but prison. First 10 years of my active addiction, I never detoxed anywhere but prison. In fact, yeah. the only time I've ever detoxed not out of prison was the last time I detoxed this time, which is 37 and a half years ago. How old are you now, Alex? 25. 25. You're a four-year-old. It's in 2002, I got pinched. And I came down in 2003, so I was 20 years ago. You were five years old. Yeah. And uh, we, had a, we had a dinner because I was pinched. We all had a big dinner. And you, and you said to me, take me to the toilet. And I said, what? You said, I need to go to the toilet. And I said, all right, come on. You went, and I put, took you to the brass gun. You ended up by having a shit. You said, wipe me ass. I said, I'm not fucking wiping your ass. You had a, <laughs> come and get this little gun. I'm not wiping his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. Wipe his ass. And you fucking wipe his ass. Yeah. yeah, mate. So that's how long I've known you, brother. That's how long I've known you. Mate, do yourself a favor. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're going grouse. You're yeah. Well, you, mate. Give yourself a pat on the back. Not yeah, a 100%. chest. You pay yourself in the chest, you're going backwards. Pay yourself yeah, the, you're going that's forward. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, fucking us. Stay true to you, mate, and stay true. Look, you've got so much to give. you got fucking kids, you know, we've got, you know, I say good fun making them, hard work keeping them. You know, I'm like, yo, man, we've got kids to fuck out that many shields and it drives me mad. You know, 
my kids say, you know, someone asked me about their brothers and sisters, they say it's complicated. You know, I've got, <laughs> I've got eight, eight kids to six different shields, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, mate, it is what it is. I still loved all my kids the same, you know, my littlest ones to my oldest ones. You know, one of my kids is 17 years clean, mate. She's wow. She's clean, runs a drug rehab. That's mad. You know, so That's you can do it too. Yeah, 100%. Mate, you can do it too, mate. You can do it too. And you know you've got everyone's support. You've got your old man's support. Which is the most important person to have? Yeah, because he's as fucking loyal as the as the days long. When's your recovery date? The fifteenth of October. Oh, so you're going to be a year clean in four days? Yeah. Oh, fuck it, out of control. Yeah. How cool is that, mate? We all start with one. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I was in a rehab with 160 people, and I was voted the one who was never going to get clean. <laughs> The bad guy got clean. Ha! I always say, you've got to have a bad guy. If you haven't got a bad guy, how are you going to fucking judge? Yeah, that's uh, it. You know, my smart-ass remark, I say at a lot of conventions, is next time you pray, pray for me so I can be perfect like you, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you know, I, I got clean because I wanted to be a good dad, a good, a good friend, but I wanted to be good to myself. I earned it. I, I I earned my recovery. My recovery's rock solid. You know, I went back and did eight years in recovery and stayed clean. Mm. Years clean. I went back to the Nick for eight years and I stayed clean. Why? Because I'm a tough cunt? No. Because I work a real strong program. I've got a routine. Yeah. Mate, I still stick to my routine today. I wake up in the morning, I read me just for the day. I make a list of five things I'm grateful for. I work on one of the demands that I have. You know, I have eight demands that I believe by believing. And I don't pick up no matter what. When the judge gave me 18 years in 2002, you don't think I felt like getting stoned? Fuck. Yeah. But I knew if I got, if I knew if I had a shot, I would never have got out of jail, mate. I would have killed somebody there and got killed. Yeah, 100%. Jail's just for losers, Alex. Yeah. Fuck What a piss shithole that joint is these days. You know, yeah. It's never a great place, but it was getting a lot better than what it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Can't run around with two subitec thinking they're Don Colleone. Yeah. <laughs> Vomiting methadone out so they can shoot. Oh, mate, come on. Yeah. Someone on each other for a fucking shot. Mate, that's where you used to live. You don't live there anymore, brother. Yeah, 100%. Concentrate on your music. Do the things you love. You know, if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. And if you do what you love, you'll get out of bed every morning wanting to go to work. Yeah, yeah. This is why I do what I do here. You know, all I do, mate, is help people every day. Every fucking yeah. day I help somebody. You know, the wage is not like I used to make. <laughs> but the fucking holidays are better than the ones I used to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, you can only live in one house. You can only drive one car at a time. Yeah. All those fucking things I chased, mate. You know what? <clears throat> I wouldn't give up what I got today for anything. You know, this yeah. is, you want to be a gangster? Look after your family. That's gangster. Put food on the table for your kids. Go and visit the old man. That's being gangster. You know, 100%. I love that. That's that's what a gang, That's what a real gangster is. Last time I was over there with Dad, did he tell you I got, they tried to rob me? They tried to pull a big chain off my neck? No. No, it's funny. We got off the bike and I had a big chain on it. Right, whack. I shouldn't have been wearing it. Some cats come past the bike and grabbed it and fucking, lucky I had the helmet on. 
fucking head crushed on the ground. The old man's fucking like, you all right? I said, all right. And, <laughs> yeah, it was funny, yeah. And everyone was dirty. No, everyone was blown up. I said, mate, they're entitled to have a go. Yeah. They're entitled to have a go. So what, I never robbed anybody? Mm. I think the consequences would have been dire because they nearly came off the bike. The train was that strong. It was no links, no fucking yeah. catch. It was too strong. It put them, pulled them off the bike. The bike that a wheel stand is trying to hold the bike. <laughs> you know, and I, I weigh fucking 95 kilos, so they had trouble dragging me along the fucking road. Yeah, for sure. Hundred yeah. percent. And I, I just said to Dad, I'm, I'm just glad that they fucking didn't come off the bike because then I would have got in trouble. And so yeah. man, because they would have got the cunt kicked out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would have. They would have got. They would have got, got a bad reception. Wouldn't have been pretty. Yeah. But mate, Definitely. look, really lovely seeing you, mate. I'll be in Sydney in a few months. Where's going to your retreat? You know? Uh down in Maroolam, just near yeah. Melbourne there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so go, go down there for the weekend and camp yeah. out, be, be within nature. So, yeah, sweet. All right, buddy. When you can travel, come up and visit me in Queensland. Hundred percent. That'd be great. Thanks for, very much for coming on the truth about addiction. All Keep good, up man. work, mate. Yeah, cleaning. Fucking four days. I can't believe it. How cool. This by this time, this will be released. You'll be clean. You'll be one year clean. Over. Yeah. This takes about three or four weeks by the time it goes through editing and all that rubbish. And remember, just one day at a time, mate, and don't pick up no matter fucking what. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Alex. Be safe, brother. I solemnly swear that I will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God.